0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week
1: It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the
2: races, and he stays on his feet. going
1: to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath.
0: Football is crazy, and fantasy football is crazy, too. Another wild Sunday in the NFL. We're here to talk about the fantasy stuff. Also, the Bays, Green Bay and Tampa Bay, are 6-8. and eight. Is that right? Yeah, they're both 3-4. and four. They're 6-8. Green Blah, Tampa Blah, <laughs> and the Giants and Jets are eleven and three. Oh my gosh, what is going on around the NFL? How's your fantasy team? How's how's your fantasy week going,
1: guys? Some of us have to be. Go doing ahead, well.
2: Heath. Tell me um, about how you're doing. So
1: I did a Twitter poll at him. I thought you would really enjoy. See results. Who is the least washed? <laughs> Russell Wilson. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and I didn't do C-results. Instead of C-results, I did. They're all washed. Well, that one obviously won.
0: But overwhelmingly. Would that be your answer? <laughs> no, the least washed would be Tom Brady. Hey, Mike Evans killed yards. 64-yard touchdown on the first play of the
1: game. It, or third it may play be true that Tom Brady's the least washed, but I thro- saw him throw at
2: least three two-hoppers Yes. today. Just Awful, awful passes. It's more than just that. He had time. The Panthers were not blitzing him like crazy. The line gave him time. He wasn't firing. Mm. He's he's not his old self. He might be able to regain his form. I don't know about Rodgers, partially because I I think he's done with Romeo Dobbs. Lazard got hurt. We'll, We'll see. Watkins isn't fast. I don't know when Christian Watson will come back. That's a dude who could use a stud number one wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Well, he also has a thumb injury. I mean, let's let's be a little fair to Rogers. Is uh, holding that thumb, we can see it, but it's a really big deal. These these aging quarterbacks and how they just haven't been very good. I mean, it's it's had a m- effort in there. Major, yeah, it's had a major impact in fantasy football. These guys have been counted out before. All of them have been counted out before. Maybe less Wilson, and they've bounced back time and time again. Are we done with that? Is, are they? Are those three in particular, Wilson, Rodgers, and Tom Brady, done as reliable fantasy starters? And to be fair, again, to, what did Rodgers score today? 19-20 fantasy points for the last five games he's been there. But are they done, Heath, being reliable fantasy
1: starters? Um, I would not say that at all. Uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next week. Face a Baltimore Ravens secondary that made Jacoby Brissett look like Tom Brady for a, about a half of football today. So I think there's a very good chance that Tom Brady's a top 10 quarterback next week.
0: Counterpoint He just faced the Steelers with a completely banged up secondary and the Panthers with a fairly banged up secondary. They lost another cornerback today. So, all right, we'll talk about it throughout the week. Uh, Dave, give me, let's, let's be positive. Let's spin it positive here, Mr. Richard. Who's the biggest
2: winner? The biggest winner for fantasy. Let's find a running back who can get you big fantasy points and did it against a 6-1 and one team. Travis Etienne dominated playing time for the Jacksonville Jaguars. James Robinson didn't even have a carry. He looked good, good speed, only caught one pass and uh, scored a touchdown. I think he was close to getting another, and he fumbled inside yep. the 10. That sucked. He also had a two-point conversion run. He's looking like the running back that we saw at Clemson a couple of years ago, and it's not because of his pass-catching ability. He's getting the job done running the ball. The speed is evident. The power is still – I don't know if the power is ever going to be there. But he's been great for fantasy the past three weeks, at least 12 PPR points per game. Uh, my bold prediction on the show, over 100 yards and a touchdown, uh, he got there. And I, I think there's no doubt about him as a starter in fantasy uh, for the foreseeable future.
0: Well, one young running back goes down in Brees Hall and another one emerges in, uh, in Travis Etienne. He was absolutely fantastic and he'll be a must start going forward. And I mean, top 10 potential with Travis Etienne rest of the season. Fifteen, give,
2: Given the way running backs are falling down, maybe.
0: OK, I think we have him in buy or sell later. Heath, give me the biggest loser of fantasy week seven.
2: Well,
1: first, I want to bring a little positivity of my own. I thought it was fantastic seeing Marquise Goodwin score two receiving Uh, touchdowns. I thought it was fantastic seeing the Carolina Panthers, after they trade away their best player, rallying to beat Tom Brady. Like, very happy for those guys. Um, The biggest loser, by far, anyone whose job is to catch a pass on a team that's coached by Arthur Smith— we said, maybe, you know, they've just been competitive in all these games. If they just fall behind early, they're not very good. They'll play from behind one of these games. They were down 21 to zero before the kickoff. Yeah. Joe Burrow threw for 450 yards or something. It was a complete thrashing. Marcus Mariota threw 13 passes. Kyle Pitts, <laughs> what, he catch two of them?
2: Uh, three, he actually he had, had three one of them catch. He was three, 3. 3. for nine.
1: <laughs> three catches for nine yards. So yeah, he could on. not it, it even. gets
2: worse than that. If you could not it. even live up to his nineteen-yard median, <laughs> he he had two end zone targets that were negated by penalties. He didn't. He couldn't catch Oh, he had low. one that he caught, and I don't know how it wasn't a touchdown. It, it oh, right, literally should line. have been a touchdown, right? Because it's supposed to be lined up. With I don't the think he actually had
1: line. control of the ball. I think he had to re-catch it outside of the end zone, which is why Maybe that's
2: why. Maybe. Yes.
1: But, but, but even if he had scored that right.
2: touchdown, I'm already getting people saying, I'm dropping Kyle Pitts. I don't care what you say. I don't blame you one bit. This offense is tough to watch. They had the ball for almost 27 minutes, 13 pass attempts. You know what the story is. It's gonna be hard to trust anybody in this passing game.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you believe what a treat we get next week? Like <laughs> I generally during the one o'clock games, I will watch the either the, the max game feed on one screen. I'll have the red zone on. I don't very often get to just like hone in on one game, but you'd better believe I will see every snap of Falcons-Panthers next week. Yes. going to be spectacular. <laughs> sure. Spectacular. Uh, all right, so Travis Etienne's our big winner.
0: The Atlanta pass catchers are our big losers. Uh, did the game start yet? I'm having trouble finding
1: the game. uh here, DJ Moore or Kyle Pitts rest of season?
2: Yeah. I think it's your boy. <laughs> Yo, did you Steve Wilkes after the game was like, we wanted to get DJ Moore more involved and we think there's a lot more he can do. We're going to continue to keep him involved. The only thing I thought, and
1: I don't think that they will trade him because he's a he's a 25 year old star wide receiver they're that's not, under contract, but that's star. exactly what they did with Christian McCaffrey the
2: week before. It's true. And that's why like last week's game was so wonky. They featured him. I would be stunned if they traded DJ Moore. I shouldn't but, say that they, but won't, what do
1: should like realistically? And I've been thinking about this. The Packers yeah. obviously are a disaster, and Aaron Rodgers needs help. And mm-hmm. I understand you're not going to get DJ Moore for what he's worth. So how much should the Packers be willing to overpay for DJ Moore?
2: They won't. What? What our Well, then they're is. going to suck. Yeah, they've made it clear how they value <laughs> wide receivers <laughs> based on like the last five years of drafts. And what they let Devontae Adams do this offseason. So I if, if they go and they give up two first round picks for DJ Moore, it'll blow my mind. That'll be amazing. But the, the better the move that they're gonna make is they're gonna like pick somebody up off the waiver wire or something like that. Like they won't even consider Odell Beckham. They they are just averse to wide receivers with first round picks or a bunch of free agent money. Okay. Well,
0: it sucks to be an Atlanta pass catcher, and uh, that's our biggest losers today. We'll have more on them in our Buy or Sell segment a little bit later. We've got a newsletter for you to read. It is awesome. CBSSports.com slash newsletters, and check it out. uh, Chris Towers authors it every day, and it's terrific information. News updates, uh, all the content that you need. Anyway, just check it out. Fantasy Football Today newsletter, CBSSports.com slash newsletters. The big news, there is really a lot of it. This was a rough, rough day for injuries. Brees Hall left in the second quarter with a knee injury. It could be a bad one. It could be a
2: season-ender. They are talking like it's a torn ACL. Yeah.
0: Uh, Michael Carter is 62% rostered. Spend all your fab if he's available?
2: Mm, no. Um, maybe. Okay. Would you rather have Carter or Gus? I think you can make the case for, mm. I think you can make a you can make a case for Gus. You can make a case for Carter too, I suppose. But I'm, what is this offense without Brees Hall? Do you really think Michael Carter is going to go in there and do what Brees Hall's been doing? Well, I no. nobody
0: said that. I'll tell no, you what he like did. That's,
2: but you're talking about spending all your fab on somebody. I spent the all last my fab. time we had to spend all your fab discussion. It was for Kenneth Walker. Yeah, that worked out. I don't think this is going to work out. To
1: this I spent day. all my fab for Jimmy G in a 2QB league. I was pretty happy with it today. <laughs>
2: you should <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think he's got some staying power as McCaffrey starts to play more and more.
1: Yeah. Now, Carter,
0: he had three games last year where he he was getting a big workload. He had 13 to 16 carries in those three games, and he scored – 32 PPR points, 9.6 PPR points, and 18.2 PPR points. He had nine, one, and four catches in those three games. So he had a little bit, then he got hurt. A little bit of a sample of him being a feature back. Um, look, if he's not a spend all your fab, he's obviously a must add, and we'll talk about it on the Waiver Wire show. But, <clears throat> excuse me, tough one there for Brees Hall. And really, I think if you have him in Dynasty, you just have to hope that if it is an ACL injury, that it's only an ACL injury because we're, I think we're learning multiple ligaments or multiple injuries like what Gus Edwards had he had two ligaments and a hamstring longer long, yeah exactly longer recovery rougher road yeah. uh, Amandra Saint Brown left with a concussion in the first quarter and really shocked that Josh Reynolds had such a quiet game they get he, the he obviously second. wasn't
1: right like he didn't practice most of the week the golf wasn't even looking at him
0: uh, Mike Williams left with an injury late. They have their bye week. We don't have any word on that, but uh, let's hope it's something he can it, re- recover from. It did not look good, but mm-hmm. maybe a bye week will be enough. And Dave, you have a snap count on Keenan Allen because he barely played, right? I mean, he he wasn't on the field much in this game.
2: Give me sixty seconds.
0: All right. The quick Russell Wilson could play next week. Go ahead, Heath. Yeah, he
1: he. I think we did see that the, the entirety of the Denver offensive problems are not Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So Wilson could play next week. He's trending in the right direction. They're in London facing the Jaguars. DK Metcalf was carted off the field in the second quarter
1: with a knee injury. Um, any word he, he on? He was smiling
2: one? when it was happening. He
1: he right. said to his teammate on the sideline as he was riding the cart, "I'm okay." Yeah.
0: So we'll check on that. Of course, DK Metcalf. Uh, you know, good game for Geno Smith in IRL. But in fantasy, he only scored 15 or 16 points, only through 27 passes. TJ Hawkinson left in the third quarter. David Njoku left with an ankle injury, and the backup tight end, Farrell Brown, left with a neck injury. Njoku says he's okay. Uh, They're hoping that he can get back there pretty soon. They have the Bengals, then a bye. Ryan Tannehill left. He came back, but he was limping. He's got an ankle injury, and I would say his status for Week 8 is a little uncertain right now. Ryan Tannehill at Houston next week. PJ Walker is expected to start again next week. Chuba Hubbard left late with an ankle injury. He came through. Both of those guys came through for you. Foreman and Hubbard. Pretty cool. Uh, Alan Lazard left with a shoulder injury. Not cool. They have Buffalo. on. The, you think they're going to beat Buffalo on the road next week? Corey Davis may have <sighs> sprained his MCL. Denzel Mims left in the fourth quarter. And Garrett Wilson still couldn't get anything going here. Uh, Mike Boone left with an injury. He played about a half of the game. Nico Collins left with a groin injury. And Josh Jacobs has scored more than 30 PPR fantasy points in three straight games. Austin Eckler, I think, has scored more than 24 points in four straight games. Josh Jacobs or
2: Jonathan
1: Taylor rest of the season?
2: See, like in the trade chart, I would think that you're still (laughs) going to get a lot for Taylor. But how, how can people ignore what Jacobs is doing? He's been phenomenal. Now,
0: one good thing for Taylor, though, is the way they're playing offense right now. I mean, he had, what, seven catches today? They're very short, short area throws, running backs from getting a lot of targets. Look what we saw from Deion Jackson last week. So what's your answer, Heath? What's your answer, Dave? Jacobs or Taylor?
1: If somebody offered me Jonathan Taylor for Josh Jacobs, I don't believe I would take it. I do not think I'd make the trade either way.
2: Let's see. He's got the Saints, Jaguars, Colts. Really doesn't have a lot of tough matchups the rest of the way, like the Rams.
0: Who is this, Taylor or seven
2: Jacobs? Teams.
0: This is Jacobs. Okay, you said the Colts. I was like, I
1: hope he's talking about Jacobs.
2: Well, obviously. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor can't play the Colts. He's not going to Some hurt. people
1: might say that Taylor's playing against the Colts' offense right now.
2: <laughs> sure. I mean, the people who have Josh Jacobs and the people who pay attention to everything around the league, they know how good he's been. But people who don't have Jacobs on their fantasy team and they don't pay attention, they don't see it. They don't recognize it, but they should. He's been amazing. Can right. he? If he does this, every, he's not going to do this. I don't think week. you gave an answer. No. Let's yeah, go. I'm not sure if I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have to answer. It is any your anymore. job, sir. No, I don't have to answer right now. But I've got your Keenan Allen stats. Okay. Get, get your barf bag ready. He played one-third of the snaps. He had a 3.9% target share, two targets, caught both of them, good for him, 11 yards. One of the targets was in the red zone, yippee. All right. So really a get-your-feet-wet game as they go into their buy.
0: He was started in 31% of leagues,
2: and he outscored Michael
0: Gallup. All right, let's do some buy or sell. Buy or sell, it is time to move on. from. This is from Twitter, by the way, just random Twitter followers, friends of mine. Thank you for your help with the content here. Buy or sell. It's time to move on from Debo Samuel.
2: Well, what does that mean? Move on from you're going to cut him. I don't you're know. You're not going to do that. You're going to trade him. You're not going to get fair value for him. You're going to bench him. That you might be able to do if you've got some good receivers. And good. Flags. I will not.
0: You won't bench him? No, not yet. All right. A uh, Buy or sell. No one on Atlanta is worth rostering.
2: Hmm. I will sell that statement.
0: <sighs> Ooh, that was a good Heath sigh. I got to put that in the edit notes.
1: Um, I'll buy it in a 10-team league, but I will also sell it in a 12-team league. I, I, yeah, let's say
0: uh, Njoku is going to miss one game, and then he has his buy. Would you rather have Najoku or uh,
1: Kyle Pitts' rest of season? Oh, Najoku by a bazillion miles. Be, you're right. It's got to be Najoku. Like, I'm. I was going to ask Greg Dolchich or Kyle Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but buy or sell. If you have Lamar Jackson, you should find a backup and consider playing matchups. This is now four straight games of fewer than I think 18 or fewer fantasy points for Lamar Jackson. If you have Lamar Jackson, you should find a backup and consider playing matchups.
2: Adam, what's his pass attempt per game been over those four games? Well, he only threw
0: 16, 16 but it's been 29, 32, and 32. In fact, his first six games of the year, it was 29 to 32 passes every week. This week was only 16, even though they had the ball a ton.
2: Kind of an anomaly for this week, obviously. Mm -hmm. But he's been under 250 yards now. Five straight games? I just don't think...
1: I can I don't know that matchups have anything to do with it. I am, would really be afraid if I did that that I was going to start Lamar Jackson when he scored 14 and sit him when he scores 55.
2: Yeah. He's got the Bucks next week. If that defense is still beat up, he's going to he should have a huge game.
0: But I think he's right. I mean, I think basically if you look at what happened last year, last year he was among the leaders in yards like rushing plus passing, you know, yards uh, fantasy points by yards alone, he was among the leaders. But his touchdowns were so uneven. He would have games with four touchdowns or something. He would have a lot of games where he would have no more than two. And Gus Edwards just, you know, kind of vultured him today. And I think that's just what it is, right? Matt, I agree yeah. with you, Heath. It's not the matchups. It's the it's the touchdowns. Is he gonna is he gonna get a touchdown? And Rashad Bateman dropped a touchdown in this game. So I don't know. It is frustrating. I get it. And this is maybe the third year in a row where he's gonna be frustrating for fantasy managers.
1: Uh, Is it a
2: buy-low opportunity?
1: If somebody thinks that he's now a matchup-dependent streamer, I would say it absolutely is. I mean, Mm -hmm. as frustrating as it's been, he's probably going to be QB 5 or 6 for the year at the end of this week. Yeah. Okay, buy or sell, Romeo Dobbs is droppable. 100%. Better one. Believe it or not, Chris Olave is the only rookie wide receiver who needs to be rostered.
2: I don't think I believe yours, Heath, and I don't know if I'm going to believe. He, he shouldn't be on a roster, but if Lazard's hurt for a while, who are they playing on the outside hmm. in Green Bay? Now, you might say, does it even really matter? That's fair. But he, he's been terrible. The, the yeah, only thing I'm thinking I, I of believe is it, Heath. he could continue to see opportunities and maybe he he works through this rut that he's in. You believe it, Adam? I think so. I mean, the thing is, how can you
0: buy that the Falcons are going to throw the ball this infrequently? You know, it's kind of insane, right? I'm assuming they would set a a record in the last blank years. You know, fewest pass attempts at their rate might be
1: the fewest pass attempts since Arthur Smith was running the offense in Tennessee.
0: No, it's going to shatter that. I mean, they're they're so low. Um, So yeah, I don't know, man. Like eventually, they got to start throwing more, and if they do. Drake London, at least his target share most weeks is is astronomically high. I mean, coming into the game, he had a thirty plus percent target share. So,
2: yeah, Pitts had like a forty two percent target share today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Well, do you believe it, Heath? That that Olave is the only rookie wide receiver worth rostering? No,
1: I set you up perfectly. I'm, like I'm going to do many times tonight, and this one you failed. Wandale Robinson, one hundred percent, needs yeah. to be rostered. I forgot about him. All
0: right, buy or sell the Panthers' backfield panthers backfield
1: um bye yeah yeah believe it or not since we're just going to do them all in the first five minutes of the show 20 you can you can start both panthers running backs next week against the falcons
2: yeah i think you can i think you can believe that it's really incredible how they both played well and Uh, In the case of Foreman, like breaking tackles and just getting extra yardage, If he had a scintilla of speed, he would have had like one of the best. He might be RB1 this week. But he does have um, some explosiveness,
1: just not top end speed. Right. He He doesn't have exploded through the hole, but he just
2: got caught. And I thought Hubbard looked great, too. I think they both looked really, really good. We know that there are pieces of this offensive line that aren't great, but there are pieces that are developing and becoming better. And, man, the Bucks were just a mess today defensively. They were horrible. Back end is all beat up. So not a surprise that these guys ended up being as good as they were. And they've got Atlanta. Cincinnati is going to be a tough game for them in week nine. And then Atlanta again. So two of their next three games are against the Falcons. That's really good. Hmm. So...
0: Are we overreacting here? We we had, like, no interest in them. This is arguably the worst team in football. We, I, no, I'm sorry. Okay, all right. We, we had interest, no in, interest in, them. in them. Very mild interest. Right? I actually never got your thoughts on it, but I don't think you were on the show
1: since I the had Chuba broke. at RB30 and Foreman at RB36, I think. Right. Or so 30, that, 30 and 36.
0: Right, Right. that makes sense, right? That's what we thought so they were. So a boost,
1: if it, just a small incremental boost up for them, might put them at RB twenty four and RB thirty.
0: I think one thing yeah. that's
1: a little disappointing is that they combined for four catches, and they
0: split them. And I don't know well, when the performance. I mean, they came. were playing from ahead the whole game, just as we expected. Yeah, I know that's the And thing. they probably they think, will do it again next week against what? the Falcons. What? Now you're picking them to beat the Falcons? Are you? Come on, now. This is a this Isn't is a week seven overreaction. About the Falcons offense or defense from the last two weeks? They beat the crap out of the 49ers two weeks ago. They, they beat did. them by the 14 points. They ended up going into the game. Uh, oh, the, come on. The Panthers are going to beat the Falcons. Now the Falcons are well, they the first might.
1: time. They bo- they're both terrible.
0: I don't know that they're both Who's terrible.
2: Who's got the better defense? Let's just start right there. For, For sure, Carolina. 100% Carolina.
1: Carolina has a better defense.
0: They're always on the field. They're lowest. They're last in the NFL in time of possession. So their defense usually gives up a lot of points because their offense sure. is so bad.
2: And I might give the offensive line edge to Atlanta. They've done a good job running the ball, just in general. They use three guys. Carolina has the best wide receiver. Getting
0: a little off subject Obviously. here. I'm sorry, but um, all right, buy or sell tight end. Buy or sell, Tommy Tremble with the touchdown. Tommy Tremble scored today. He did. Buy or sell. DJ Moore is relevant the rest of season. I mean, I'm no. encouraged
2: by what the coach said after the game. They, he, he wanted. He knew that he needed to get more. Involved. He had a big target uh, right off the top of the game. Walker didn't embarrass himself this week like he did last week. They weren't trying to. Relevant for show sure, him. yes. Thank okay.
1: you. Just say by yourself. By yourself. David. <laughs> David I'm excited. Like it. I'm going to say
0: bye. <laughs> okay, bye. He had seven catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets uh, a week after having three catches for seven yards on seven targets. He was started. DJ Moore was started in 27% of leagues. We'll see what it
1: is. Next, not week. a very good started fantasy point week for him. No. Spire sell. I was like eight like percent of that twenty seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fire sell. So you should sell high on Christian Kirk.
0: Yeah, I think he had about ninety yards today. Again, he, he did 96.
2: Huh. Sixteen of them came on the last play of the game when he got he made a nice catch, but like turned his back toward the end zone when he needed to score and he was like a yard short of it. Oh, what love the what a 10 bomber. targets, love the seven catches. I don't think anybody's gonna give you anything for him in trade. So if they if you can sell high, sure go for it. What but what is this anti Christian? You guys were I don't know if no, you were here. I don't. But I don't think. No, I like he's, him. he's, he's good. a low end number two wide receiver.
1: Yeah,
0: come he's, on.
2: He's a rich man's Jacoby Myers. Yeah, come on. He's, uh, he's I think having he's, having he's a more good year. just another Jacoby Myers.
0: All right, he a sixty six percent started Christian Kirk. All right, folks. Uh, I wanna I wanna tell you about SeatGeek. Geek. And I want to save you some money. We have a promo code for you on SeatGeek as well. I'm going to share my screen if you're watching on YouTube, if you just give me a second. But before I do that, I'm just going to tell you the honest truth. When I go to a game, I'm using SeatGeek. Now, back in the day, I would go to this website and that website, and I'd call ticket brokers and this and that. SeatGeek brings in seats from all over the web. So you can get everything (laughs) in one convenient location. It's concerts, it's baseball, basketball, football, festivals, anything else. SeatGeek again, they put tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. All right, now just have to share the screen here if you'll let me uh if you'll indulge me for a second. We got a big game coming up next week, so let's take a look at some prices here. World well, Series? I don't think I can afford it. No, no, even bigger than that, Heath. Giants and Seahawks. And here's your SeatGeek map. All right, so you can sort. By price, I have it so that it includes the fees. $300, that's a lot. Uh, but you see all these green dots here. Hey, we got one up here for 195 bucks. You can see the view from the app or the website. You can see the view from the seat. So cool. All the, Yeah, it's really cool. And all the uh, all the green dots are the ones you're interested in. Any red dots, any yellow dots or anything like that, you don't want to buy those. Those are bad values. So SeatGeek just makes it really, really easy to, uh, to uh, buy some tickets. And, like I said, we're giving you a discount. So... On your first SeatGeek purchase, use the code FFT. Go to SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. Use FFT. Get twenty bucks off. Twenty bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. Download the app today and use that promo code FFT for twenty bucks off. All right. Thank you for uh, indulging me there on my giant Seahawks fantasy. Would love to go to a Seahawks game one day. Uh, News and notes. So we talked about Mike Evans dropping a 64-yard touchdown. That would have really changed things. Uh, Atlanta cornerback A.J. Terrell left in the first quarter with a hamstring injury. They also lost two other defensive backs in this game. I'll start D.J. Moore next week. The Giants got pretty beat up. They lost two offensive linemen, two starting offensive linemen, and uh, Daniel Bellinger left. He got poked in the eyes. I was bleeding. I don't know if he's going to be back anytime soon. That was rough. Russell Gage, hamstring. Tampa Bay defensive back Antoine Winfield left with a concussion. Um, he, they, they are beat up in the secondary Tampa Bay Cincinnati yes. defensive end Trey Hendrickson left in the second half with a neck injury Green Bay linebacker Rashawn Gary was evaluated for a concussion let's see what else Dallas defensive back Jordan Lewis made an interception and then limped off the field oh tough injury for J.C. Jackson it's been a rough year for him he got benched last week this is the prize free agent acquisition for the Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson serious knee injury i gonna guess it's a season ender but I hope I'm wrong uh, Dre Greenlaw, San Francisco linebacker, he left with a calf injury. Denver linebacker Baron Baron Browning left with a hip injury. These are some really good players that left today, and Carolina cornerback cornerback C.J. Henderson left in the second quarter. All right, Dave's winners and Heath's winners. Then we'll do the losers. Dave, you said Travis Etienne. Uh, would you rather have Etienne or Ken Walker? Rest of the season. Oh come on, Walker. Would you rather have ETN or Aaron Jones rest of season? Another winner.
2: Yeah, he was a big-time winner. I would say Jones over ETN.
0: Would you rather have ETN, last one, ETN or T. Higgins? Who would you draft first if you were drafting today?
2: I think think I'd want to go Higgins. I, I love what the Bengals are doing on offense. Okay. Past two weeks have been really good.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That transitions – so ETN's an obvious winner. He's, you're starting him. Next week, he's going to tear up the rate, the Broncos. Um, that transitions us to Tyler Boyd, Dave. Uh, eight, catches, <laughs> eight catches, 155 yards and a touchdown. He had a 60-yard touchdown catch. And that's, this is his second 100-yard game of the year. He now has three touchdowns a season. He also had an almost touchdown. He came inches away of another. So he mm-hmm. was started in 49%
2: of leagues. What do you do with Tyler Boyd? I think he's a good number three receiver rest of season. And one of the reasons why the – I don't know exactly what the Bengals have done to start to like break up the cover two defenses that they're seeing, but Boyd's been a big target. He's been a huge part of it. 12 PPR points last week. This was a huge game this week. He's not going to be like this every week. But he's a legit candidate to start for fantasy managers. He's never going to get double covered. Good slot receiver and an awesome offense with a great quarterback. Your
0: third winner is Paris Campbell, 4% roster, two mm-hmm. games in a row with double-digit targets, seven or more catches. He caught a touchdown today. Oh, two sorry, two games in a row with a touchdown for Paris Campbell. What's going on here?
2: Well, number one, he's staying healthy, which is good. Number two, Matt Ryan, just, he, he doesn't have time to throw. That was a big problem for him in the first half and he made some bad throws too. You want to talk about a wash looking quarterback, Matt Ryan's got to be on the list too. He's just not as big of a fantasy name as the other quarterbacks that Heath talked about. But I think Paris Campbell's going to evolve into being a good slot option for him and a good short area target for him. And I, I, I don't see the, I don't, I still think he could have a floor each week of like 12 PPR points of like six for 60 for however long he's healthy. I'm encouraged by what he's doing. And and uh, and I like it. Okay, that's Paris. I like him too.
1: What, like, who is in trouble here, though, is my question. Like, if Paris Campbell is a significant part of the Colts' offense, is I, I don't see a way that Jonathan Taylor is a top five running back, and Michael Pittman is ten targets per game, and Alec Pierce is a number three wide receiver.
2: Obviously, there is not going to be enough. Like if if Campbell's gonna get seven or eight targets per week, it's not gonna be enough left over for everybody to eat. Um, but I, I still I think they're gonna be a team that throws 35 times a week minimum. Yeah. So if he's getting eight, that's 27 left over. If Pittman gets 10, 17 left over, if that's seven for Pierce, ten left over. Yeah, it feels a little tight. There might be some weeks where we don't see uh Campbell dominate. I put him in the same bin as as Tyler Boyd, maybe a little bit behind Tyler Boyd but a guy who can be a good number three receiver in full PPR. I think Boyd's got upside to help a non PPR to be honest.
0: You with. know what? It's, it's reminding me a little bit of the Steelers from last year. Uh, Matt Ryan's air yards today, air yards per pass attempt, four yards. And
2: that's, yeah, I had to get rid of the ball it's a,
0: but it's not just that it, it's every week now, you know, it's not necessarily four yards, but he's among the lowest in the NFL. I think he went into today with the second fewest air yards per pass attempt in the NFL ahead of only Kirk cousins, So he's throwing the ball a ton. He's never throwing the ball downfield. Uh, I believe I heard on the broadcast that the Colts lead the NFL in 10 play drives. Drives of 10 or more plays. But they're not really scoring that much on them. So from a PPR standpoint, you know, you could actually get a lot of production here uh, because they're just throwing so many passes. And his completion percentage is usually very high. This is so short, short area. All right, Heath, let's hear your winners here. Um, Aaron Jones, man. Only eight carries, but nine catches, 53 yards, two touchdowns in the air.
1: So obviously the best offensive player on this team besides Aaron Rodgers, and maybe just the best offensive player on this team. Um, He was much more involved in the passing game. I I didn't see the first touchdown catch. The second touchdown catch would have been a great catch if he was a wide receiver. Um, Just a, a spectacular play. You just have to hope that it continues now. This is what the Packers should do every single game. He should be one of their top two target getters, like
2: he's been for the last three seasons. The first touchdown, 77% of the snaps. He dominated third and fourth downs. He had both of their snaps inside the 10. Uh, The 77% is unofficial as of Sunday night, but if it holds, it's his highest snap share of the season. The first touchdown
0: was one of those little shovel passes that went a yard, and he yeah, ran it was I yeah. love those. It's actually I a pretty nice those. play though, because he wasn't really open. Um, <laughs> I was saying the <laughs> stupidest touchdown pass. Uh,
1: who are your other winners, Heath? Well, oh, I thought that you usually just. I got, yeah. Winners. I was I, was so I a wasn't note looking
0: at the list. Uh, Terry McLaurin and Gus Edwards.
1: Yes, I saw an interesting stat later, late in the week, and I don't remember who tweeted it, so sorry, I do this all the time. Um, But Terry McLaurin saw a 24% target share from Taylor Heineke last year when Heineke was the quarterback. That is the highest of any quarterback that he's played with. He saw a 24% target share in this game and was very good. So I I feel a little better about Terry McLaurin being what he's been, which is a mid-range to low-end number two wide receiver.
0: McLaurin or Cortland-Sutton rest of season? McLaurin. I hate Cortland-Sutton. <laughs> I'm so mad at Cortland-Sutton. Uh, McLaurin or oh, um, uh, who's a good one here? Uh, okay, I know McLaurin. who you should Christian, say. Christian
1: Kirk. Um, it's tough. That's tough. I think I'll say McLaurin. There's a lot of wide receivers in this group. And it's not the same group as last time with Gabe Davis and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. It's a tire. It's an entirely different group, but they're all ranked in the same place.
2: They're all in that low end number two, uh, high end number three. Receiver. There's like seventeen of those guys. Yeah, they're absolutely both in there.
0: All right, uh, Gus Edwards. How about this? Gus Edwards or
1: Terry McLaurin? Who's more valuable rest of the season? Man, it's so hard to know what to make out of this game. I was shocked by the usage of Edwards, and there were times where I thought he looked pretty good in short yardage. I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's very fast. I'm not sure he's as fast as he used to be, um, and I don't think they're going to throw the ball to him. I'm going to say McLaurin in full PPR. Definitely Gus and none.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Gus Edwards, guys. Big story here. 53% rostered, 10% started. Understandable. 16 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns against a really bad Browns run defense. But Drake and, had 11 carries for five yeah. yards. Justice still had five carries. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think if he gets 16 carries and no targets, then that, that 66 yards shows you what the floor is. Because he's not going to score every single week. There are going to be weeks where Lamar Jackson throws two touchdown passes and runs for two touchdowns, and no running back score. So like Gus is probably going to be a top 24-ish running back next week, but he still has a pretty low floor in full PPR.
2: He might be Daniel I Harris. I, I don't think you need – right. And Brian Robinson, like mm-hmm. almost the same guy. Running what we saw today range. is he played – of the snaps, Drake had 25%. I I wonder if they move on from Drake as long as Gus is healthy. Please. Just let him be the rundowns guy. (laughs) Justice Hill played 7 of 17 snaps on third and fourth down. Let him handle long third down plays. And let let Gus be Gus. Yeah. All
0: right, well, he's only 53% rostered, so he's going to be a big-time riser, certainly, uh, on the waiver wire. That's an exciting one. Could have a good waiver wire week. Uh, All right. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about some losers from Fantasy Week 7. I don't know if we have to say anything more about Kyle Pitts and Drake London, but uh, we do have more losers for you coming right up
2: on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
1: Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price
2: tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Taking a look at Heath's Losers. They are Kyle Pitts, Drake London, We'll say Pitts droppable in a ten-team league. London droppable in all formats,
1: basically, twelve-team or shallower, maybe.
2: You're never gonna feel good starting Drake London, so sure.
1: No, you're not. Um, I'm, and I know I'm being stubborn with both Drake London and Garrett Wilson. I I feel like that they I am now open to both of them being droppable. I am, st- and I did drop Garrett Wilson for Chuba Hubbard late um, when the news broke of the trade on Thursday night. Um, but I, I am still, I still think that they are very talented wide receivers. And they are, I still think there's a chance in the second half they are contributors for your fantasy team.
0: Garrett Wilson, by the way, is Heath's other loser. He's 67% rostered. And the best argument I can make for Wilson as a drop is is, look, he's coming off a 24-yard game, and he's been bad now for about a month. And the Patriots, I don't know how good the Patriots are going to be against wide receivers, but you're not starting him next week. And then then he's got Buffalo, and then he's got a bye, and then he's got New England again. So it's hard to look at the next four weeks for Garrett Wilson and say you're going to be excited about starting him. But keep in mind, Elijah Moore's status is in question, and Corey Davis is going to miss some time with what they think is a sprained MCL as we sit here on Sunday night. So, you know, Dave, do you drop or hold Garrett Wilson
2: with all that considered? I think you can drop him. And I know it stinks. We fell in love with him pretty quickly and we still love the talent or I'll speak for myself. I still love the talent, but Zach Wilson's a mess. And I just, I, I feel like he's never going to have stable consistency. In this
1: Jets' offense. But that's – stable consistency is not a requirement for being rostered, especially as we go through the buys. And my concern right now is that he doesn't have the upside because I like the guys I want to have on the bench are the guys that, okay, I'm forced to start someone. Can I imagine a scenario where this guy gets me 15 or 20 fantasy points because it just happens to be his week? Well, I can't.
2: That's fine. <laughs> but you, the, there, there's another layer to it. He's got the Patriots twice and the Bills once in a buy. Those yep. are the next four weeks for the Jets. Right. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, it's terrible for him. All right, Dave's losers, Isaiah Pacheco. It just, <laughs> he was, uh, I think, 48.
2: What a, ride. what a ride that we all just went on.
0: 48% rostered this morning, Dave, and now he's 70% rostered. And, of course, if you missed it, there was a report that Pacheco got first team reps, and he was going to start today. I don't even know if that's, maybe he did, but the carries
1: were very evenly distributed, he Dave. Did. Okay. Yeah. He's, he started, returned the opening kickoff. Oh,
2: about that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dave, what do you think about Pacheco? The leading running back for the Chiefs, Chiefs in snap share was Jarek McKinnon, 42% of the snaps. The leader in snaps on third and fourth down for the Chiefs, six of eight snaps, was Jarek McKinnon. The leader in snaps inside the 10... Three of four. Can I guess? Yeah. Jarek McKinnon. You got yes. it. So and good. CH had another trademark touchdown. Uh, dude, I just, it's a mess. I, we all got excited over Isaiah Pacheco. His best contributions in this game felt like it came on. Kickbacks. Yeah. I'm I'm not going. I, I've taken enough falls. I'm
1: not taking this one. I did not get excited about Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Um, Although I did let Twitter decide my last starting flex spot in Scott Fishbowl, I gave them four options Isaiah <laughs> Pacheco, Latavius Murray, um, DJ Moore, and um, Deontay Foreman. Uh-huh. And by 60% margin, they chose Pacheco. <laughs> and he was the worst option of the group. And I lost by two points. So thanks, guys. Um, but. <laughs> It's there. I think the Chiefs' running backs are just going to be. Like, I can't drop any of them, and I bet Pacheco scores a touchdown and has a good game in the next couple of weeks. Their desperation flexes if you have too many players on a buy.
0: Heath Twitter told me to trade Joe Burrow this morning, and I did it. So mm. Twitter, yeah, tw- maybe we should stop listening to Twitter. <laughs> I was like a seventy percent. It was a I traded uh, Burrow and Sutton. For Tua and Mixon, so I think it was a good trade. Right. But Burrow goes off. What we was have, the
1: Gabe we, Davis trade that Twitter hated you for?
0: Uh, that was me trading Jamal Williams and Alan Lazard for Gabe Davis and Zamir White to Dave. Hmm. We'll see how that turns out. We have to talk about Joe Burrow, and we'll do it in a minute. I, you know, I shouldn't have waited this long to talk about a guy who's now has the uh, the first quarterback in NFL history to have five four hundred passing yard games in his first three seasons, according to ESPN stats. Um, so let's talk about that. But first, Dave, you want to tell us about Kareem Hunt, who had eight
2: total yards today and twenty in his last two games. He scored, yeah, and he had seven PPR points, <laughs> uh, six touches. Second game in a row with single digit touches. I can't feel good starting Kareem Hunt. Kareem punt, uh, yeah, to the yeah. bench. He's got a. He's got a matchup against a well-disciplined Bengals defense, and then a bye.
0: Let's talk about Joe Burrow (laughs) and that well-disciplined
1: Bengals (laughs) offense. What's so funny? It it almost sounded like Dave was more optimistic about the bye (laughs) than he was about Uh, the matchup against the
2: Bengals. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, you know, look, Look, I know what to do with Kareem Hunt on that week. (laughs)
0: Yeah, they've been playing from behind each of the last two weeks, and that is just not suited. That is not good for Kareem Hunt. They need to have a ton of rush attempts for Kareem Hunt to have a good game.
1: And I think we all would have thought at the beginning of the year when they're playing from behind that is good for Kareem Hunt. Yeah,
0: yeah you're right. And, you know, I don't know what it was this week, but last week Hunt played so many third-down snaps and did not have—I don't think he had a single catch last week. Maybe he had one. Uh, let's talk Joe Burrow, though. He He scores 45 points against the Falcons. He threw for something like 350 yards in the first half.
1: 344, yeah.
0: 344. Ends up with 481-3 and and a rushing touchdown. Um, And last week, he scored 38.5 fantasy points. So you can just go ahead and look at Lamar Jackson, who had two straight 44-ish, 46-point games, and it's not going to last forever. But this is pretty awesome what's going on right now. And Heath, maybe they've solved their problems. And I don't know, is Joe Burrow just... A top four, like one of the true elites. Now,
1: I'm not quite ready to say that, um, but another week or two, and I might. He's definitely a must-start quarterback and a top seven or eight option. Um, I I would still prefer Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, and Hurts over him. Rest of seasons. So there's my top four, and I think that he is right there with Justin Herbert, and Geno Smith, of course, and uh, Kyler Murray. In the group of uh, the next guys, I don't know that anyone's going to take him over.
0: I don't know that anyone's taking Herbert over Burrow right now. Not that you shouldn't, no but you know,
1: you know what that Twitter oh. poll would look like. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. But that's like that's the game. That's the recency bias that we deal with on Twitter. I would, I would take Burrow over Herbert now.
2: Have the Bengals learned that they need to have the offense run through him instead of trying to be balanced?
0: I mean, it looks that way. Mixon has what? He has 14 or fewer carries in like four of his last five games or something?
2: I don't think it's that low. But he, they they dominated <laughs> against Atlanta, and Burrow still threw 42 times.
0: Yeah, no, dude, he has 14 or fewer carries. Oh, no, he had 17 carries today. He got a lot right. late. It's, yeah, right. he got a lot. Okay, um, no, the reason – well, first of all, Mike Williams got this injury. Keenan Allen hasn't been on the field. That's true. Um, yeah. If they're not I know healthy, No Rashawn Slater yeah I, I i'm I don't know I mean, we we'll could talk about the chargers in a little bit, but they they are not a good team um all right, so anyway, Burrow's the man, and you'll start him Dave how about you where would you rank burrow the rest of the season? he's top five Lamar Jackson or burrow
2: I think Burrow will go ahead of Lamar Jackson on the trade chart is i i because when you answer that, I would just wonder.
1: Is that your way of saying that you prefer them or that you think their trade value in the general public is higher?
2: I think there's no question that the the general public is going to think that Burroughs value is worth more than Lamar Jackson and rest of season. I I think the case can be made that the Bengals have learned that Burroughs where they go, just like the Ravens. It's not like the Ravens are going to change course and say, we've got to run our offense through Gus Edwards, but Lamar hasn't been great. And I think that that's something that could be off and on for him. Burrow should be a little more consistent. So I guess it's both.
0: Okay. Uh, but but in general, does the trade chart reflect your rest of season rankings? Or no. <laughs> it, like,
2: no. I think okay. I do a good job of taking the pulse of the public. Okay.
1: So yours, your when, with the trade chart, you're trying to reflect the general public's Rankings
2: for this season. There's the rest a lot of more of that because people are trying to make fair trades. It shouldn't necessarily be that's fine. what I think this guy's worth. I think the general public should have. I uh, should probably say that, that for my
1: Dynasty trade chart, it is my opinion of the player's value in Dynasty. Not, that's a good distinction to make. Okay. Uh,
0: let, let's. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's go to the games here. I'm trying to look up.
2: Look, to look, I should say with, that it's not all strictly the public. Like obviously, I've got to put my spin on it too, right? But I, I think public sentiment because I don't want to. I also don't want to do it based on past performance. You know, past performance is great, but you're not trading. Well, that's trade for Joe Burrow next week. You're not getting the points that he just got, and I think everybody realizes that. What if we could though? That'd be messed up. That'd be a weird. All right, Cincinnati 35, so Atlanta 17. It's a healthy mix of it all. That's our first conception.
1: We does play we role. do have a, a Twitter poll going just to see public perception. Okay. Um Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow, who scores more fantasy points rest of season?
2: And I'm sure Burrow's crushing him. First yeah,
1: um 100 votes, 49% Lamar Jackson, 41% Joe Burrow. <laughs> Wow. Shocked.
0: I'm surprised. All right. That's going to flip. That's going to flip. They haven't uh, they haven't counted the mail-ins yet. That's going to flip Cincinnati 35 Atlanta 17. Uh, We have covered most angles of this, but how about Tyler Algier 16 carries 50 yards and a touchdown. Mm. That's uh, 13 to 16 carries in three straight games. He's usually in the 50 yard range. He doesn't catch any
1: passes. So uh, what do you think about Tyler Algier uh, Heath. We need a name for these running backs because I would put Tyler Algier, I think, in the basement. Brian Robinson's on the first floor. Gus Edwards is on the second floor. Damian Harris is on the third floor. Derrick Henry is in the penthouse. But I don't know. And Derrick Henry does catch a few passes. So maybe that's not quite fair. But um, yeah, he, he's a poor man's version of a poor man's version of a poor man's version of Damian Harris. Are, are these he, not trap? Oh, he's not a trap back because he gets the goal line work, right? Right.
2: Right. Right. Okay. He did today. I think he separated a little bit from Huntley and Williams played 60% of the snaps, 60% of their third and fourth downs, 75% of their snaps inside the 10, but we might be two weeks away from Cordero Patterson being back.
0: Any concerns about T Higgins? I know he had a good game, but it wasn't as good as the other guys. And last week he wasn't as good as the other guys. You know, does he get left out a little bit? I Maybe. think he'll.
1: I think he'll be better than Boyd rest of season, for sure. Yeah, I would say that too.
0: Okay, I did. I was trying to look up uh, his A dot. If I don't know, I'm I'm like two seconds away from being able to get that, but I guess I have to move on here. Uh, Baltimore twenty three, Cleveland twenty. Uh, Heath, give me a believe it or not.
1: Oh, I didn't even do one for the last game. That's disappointing. I think I did three for the last game. Believe yeah. it or not. Um, Gus Edwards is better than Kareem Hunt rest of season.
2: I hate to overreact based on one game, but there's two factors. Okay. Number one, I hate to overreact. Gus obviously had the better game. Number two, we don't know what's going to happen. If JK Dobbins actually does heal up and play once we get to December and you know, what Kareem Hunt's upside is with if, if, if there's a game or two or three, where there's no Nick Chubb. You're asking me to pick one for the rest of the season. I I do not believe it. I do not believe it. I know. I do. I I, do believe it. I don't, I don't think I'm ready to believe it yet.
0: I believe it. It's, it was Gus is better than Kareem hunt. Yeah. Well, I, I I mean, Dave, I think, I think for the purposes of this, you know, let's just assume Nick Chubb doesn't miss time. That would obviously change things, but as long as Nick Chubb's healthy, then I'm going to start Gus Edwards over Kareem hunt. Yeah. no,
1: Dave?
2: Uh, you're entitled to your opinion. Next you know, week I will.
1: You're not there yet though. You're still on TV. I think if I had to choose no if I had to choose today rest of the season, I would choose Gus.
0: Oh no, I meant Dave. You're still on Kareem Hunt?
2: Nah, uh, I don't know if I want to be. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm in love with either guy. They <laughs> will not be choosing any sides today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you
0: know, hey, you know, how about Donovan Peoples Jones, guys? Uh fifty yards or more in four straight games, seventy or more in three of those four. No more than 74 yards, but uh, he does not have a touchdown. He was actually went into the game tied for the team lead in, in green zone targets, but you know, 15 percent roster, we base 16 percent. We basically never talk about Donovan People's Jones. Dave, talk about Donovan People's Jones.
2: He's a good bi-week replacement receiver, and in deeper leagues, he's a good number three PPR receiver. Dropper
0: hold Rashad Bateman eighty five percent roster dropped a touchdown in this game. Uh, drop
1: dropper hold Bateman hold for sure. Dropper hold Mark Andrews hold. <laughs> Don't you think that like if you were a tight end who was elite and secure in your eliteness, like everybody acknowledged you were number two, that it would be a really great ode to the tight end position on tight end day to go out and put up zero catches for zero yards. Like yeah, tight ends. This is what we do.
0: <laughs> well, uh, George Kittle and, and uh, Travis Kelsey didn't get that message because they both had they both had the same stat line. I think eight for ninety six. except Kittle had the touchdown, something like that. Uh, Dallas twenty four, Detroit six.
1: Um, believe it or not, mm-hmm. Ezekiel, it's going to be a, a top eighteen running back rest of season.
2: Dave, yeah, I don't think I can believe that because this was another game where Pollard looked so much better, and I Ze- Zeke would have had a miserable game if not for the touchdowns, and he would have had a really milquetoast game if he only had one touchdown. I'm and Pollard played more snaps.
1: I think that should be said. I've got a better one. Believe it or not, Dalton Schultz is back because I must start it oh, in because what? Dak Prescott is That's back.
0: That's not a better one. This Zeke, this That's Zeke conversation is a great conversation.
2: Right, and you just changed it to a like a crappy tight
0: end
1: one. I, I don't I, think he's a crappy tight end. No, he's, no I'm Tight I end is know. crappy.
0: No, I'm all about Dalton Schultz, but here's the thing. I mean, Dak Prescott had a quote after the game where he basically said something like, you know, I, I watched the way they played with Cooper Rush, and I've got to make sure that I'm being, you know, I'll get the quote. But basically, don't expect him to throw 38 times a game. He threw 25 times in this game. Uh,
2: they didn't even win time of possession. Lions had the ball for more. Probably they were efficient. Defenses, it was so an efficient game for the Cowboys.
1: We are six hundred and fifty-seven votes into the Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson has forty-eight percent. Joe Burrow has forty-three percent.
2: That's interesting information. See, I I wasn't sure how much recency bias would play in. All right, so. Dak
0: said, it was important for me to see that and recognize that and know coming back, don't try to do too much. I'm just trying to play my role and make sure that I put this team in the best chance to win. So obviously, this is the best defense they've had in a long time. Um, they have a pretty easy schedule, like every team in the NFC East. Uh, the Bears, Packers, well, you know, it, gets, it kind of actually gets a little tough. Packers, Vikings, Giants, Colts, not super easy after the bye but, yeah, I mean, that obviously plays into the Dalton Schultz thing. But I, I do want to finish up on Zeke because I need to know how you guys think we should value Ezekiel Elliott. Coming off this game with 57 yards and two touchdowns, he's still not the catching s- anything.
1: The same exact way that I valued him before this week. He is a low-end number two running back against a good matchup, especially when there are people on a bye, and he's a high-end flex every other week. I'd try and sell high. So you guys would rather have ETN than Zeke?
0: Yes. Yeah. Man, when you say he's a low-end number two,
1: I mean, I feel like we we would have a tough time running off 20 names that we like better than Zeke. I mean, he had 57 yards in this game. If, this, if Dallas had decided, and I kind of thought they would, but they don't like Dak, so I get why they didn't, I thought they'd make it a Dak week coming back. They could have very easily chose to just throw the ball in from the two- or three-yard line or give Dak the QB sneak from a half-yard. The only reason he was good is because he got the carries inside the five. I know, but he also had four straight games with 75 to 86 total yards
0: leading into this game. So this was a bad yardage game for him. He usually has more. If he's going to get 15 carries a week, and he's had 15 carries in five of seven games, then I, I'm not a huge Zeke guy, but I, like, this is a, there is certainly a case to be made for for him to be a must-start guy.
1: If he's going to get 15 carries a week, then what's the difference between him and Gus Edwards? We
0: sure nah.
2: that Gus is getting 15 carries a week?
0: One to two, maybe maybe a couple catches and 15 yards, something like that. There's not a huge difference, I guess.
2: I don't know how
1: how we could project a couple of catches a week for Ezekiel Elliott. Well, he's averaging one. Um, um, so yeah, they think he's throw, averaging one and he does not have a game with more than two targets. So because it to be very difficult. Be,
0: because you I I don't know how you can project that but it, except you just assume that they're going to have to throw more at some point. All right, all right, I think I've said I think we've gotten down to the yeah. heart of it here. You you're the Ezekiel Elliott guy now. No, god. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to trade him before this game. Like I thought this would, you know, everybody knew he was We did have
2: a- talk about him as as a as a get-by running back, too. Yep. He, and and I think I think he can still be someone like that because we're not saying he's going to absolutely suck, don't start him. Yeah. We're calling him a low-end number 2 running back. If you're really struggling at running back, He's somebody that you could go and trade for and you shouldn't have to give up that much for. He, what, I, right. what I said last oh, week was I would
1: buy him, start him for the next month, <laughs> and then
2: sell him. But if you want to sell him
1: after this game and you think somebody thinks he's a top 15 running back, go get rid of him.
0: Right, I guess I think Ezekiel Elliott is the, is the most, is the holdiest hold in fantasy football. Okay. Just hold him. What do you think? Just
1: hold, hold him
0: tight. Right, hold him. Hold, yeah, he's, he is what he is. I'd rather have T. Higgins. Okay. Uh, drop or hold, Michael Gallup. No catches on two targets. He's droppable.
2: Yep. Come on. Uh, Noah Dalton Brown Schultz. had seven targets and five catches. Schultz had five catches
0: on five targets, and he tweaked his knee again,
1: but apparently he's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, Dak being back is bad for Ceedee Lamb because Dak spreads the ball around.
2: He's going to have some huge games. Yeah. I just I'm done ranking him as a top. 12 fantasy receiver.
0: I don't even remember what we concluded, but I remember two weeks ago someone saying I swear I don't remember who it was. It was even us. Someone on the show saying, I might have to take CeeDee Lamb over Jamar Chase. Made sense at the time, honest to God. But nobody would do that now. All right. Washington 23, Green Bay 21.
1: Oh, boy. Well, we did Terry McLaurin already. Mm -hmm. Do we we talk enough about Brian Robinson yet? No.
2: Not not a lot.
1: Um, I don't know what you would believe or not believe about Brian Robinson (laughs) because, like, believe it or not, Brian Robinson's good for Antonio Gibson.
2: Brian Robinson's good for Antonio Gibson. Gibson I mean, I kind of get it. Look at the last two weeks for Gibson. The efficiency was nice two games ago. It wasn't great for fantasy. I would like to
1: know um, uh, red zone snaps for Gibson and Robinson. I've got it. Because it seemed like it was really mm-hmm. not all Robinson's gig. Not
2: at all. It wasn't. No. Gibson played five of eight snaps inside the 10.
1: Yeah. So what, what is – like Robinson's a high-end flex in and non-PPR and
2: a mid-range flex in full PPR? I still think he can be a number two running back. You've got to love the workload. The fact that he had 20 carries today. I wasn't expecting him to have 20 carries and he caught two passes. That was a nice surprise, but no 10 PPR points. Isn't going to help you win your leagues. It's just going to help you, you know, stay afloat in a competitive matchup in your leagues.
0: He is to me. I'll go. I'll be bold here. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Brian Robinson is such a sell high candidate. I mean, yeah, obviously there are going to be different people who value who evaluate him differently, you know. But you just see the carries two weeks in a row. Well, they're two and zero in those games. I don't buy Washington, and he's splitting carries, and he's not going to catch a lot of passes, and he's not even the goal line guy necessarily. And maybe goal line, but if he's at the five yard line, it's not necessarily going to be him. I am selling Washington, and therefore I am selling Brian Robinson because he could be game scripted out so easily. Robinson
1: or Gus. Gus. Gus for me. J. What? Who's my Jay? Name's Dave? Not Jay. <laughs> Who's Jay? Jay Cutler. <laughs> oh, cuz I have a pen in my
0: mouth. <laughs> he was doing I'm looking earlier something too. up right now. Uh, for Dave,
1: the, for, the, for the people listening, Dave has got a white pin hanging out of his mouth. Like he did earlier on the stream today. Yeah, I said Dave's a no smoking himself. show. Yeah. I said that earlier. And then yeah. he said he was Jay Cutler. Dave, who you got? Gus Edwards or Brian Robinson?
2: I just I hate overreacting to one game where one guy plays thirty-seven percent of the snaps and might play fifty-five percent of the snaps the rest of the way.
1: That's why I was snaps, a little hesitant. Brian to say Gus. To yeah,
2: I'm talking, oh, let me finish what I'm saying. All right. That's why I was a little hesitant to start to say Gus over Cream Hunt or Gus over Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch a lot of the Ravens games, so I'm not ready. I'm sorry. not ready to make definitive
0: (laughs) comments. It doesn't have to be definitive.
1: It doesn't have to be definitive. Nobody's holding your feet to the fire. (laughs) It's just fun. We're just having fun.
2: Okay, you didn't watch the Ravens. Brian Robinson or Damian Harris rest of the season. Like, I think I'd rather have Robinson just because of the opportunities that he's going to get in Washington. All right. Tennessee 19, Indianapolis 10.
1: Ugh. Um, You know, these two teams... (laughs) Um, (laughs) I do know them yeah believe it or not give give me a Robert Woods no there's nothing to Robert Woods is droppable
0: oh
2: yeah give me me a Michael Pittman
1: give me a Michael Pittman believe it or not Michael Pittman is a number two wide receiver like he's always been I believe it. Yeah, he's a mid-range. He's right in the, right in the Terry McLaurin group. Maybe the top of it. All right, who would you rather have, Pittman or McLaurin? Pitt, well, he's at the top of it, so Pittman. Pittman. Yes, Dave. Pittman.
0: Uh, Jonathan Taylor. If you were drafted again today, is Jonathan Taylor a first-round pick?
1: i yes, but I'm drafting right now for the rest of the season. Yes. No.
2: Mixon or Taylor? I think he's a late first, early second. And to answer your earlier question, I would take Jacobs ahead of him.
1: Taylor over. Ooh,
2: I like it. That's spicy. That is really spicy.
0: I'm sorry, you take who? Jacobs? Okay. Yes.
2: What, what about Mixon? Yeah, I'd, I think I'd take Mixon. And the more I think about it, the more I think that he might not be a first round. No. Or late You're definitely taking Cup over him. Sure. I'm going to take Cup. I'm going to take Jefferson. I'll probably take Kelsey. Tomorrow, Chase. All the stud running backs, like Saquon and McCaffrey, they're going to go ahead. Eckler. Yeah. So I think I could probably name 12 guys I'd take ahead of Taylor. So, yeah, he's not a late first. He's a second-round pick. He seven catches today. I mean, he's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right. Seven non-PPR points. Yeah, well. That's like fifth, sixth, seventh round. He had eight.
0: Eight point, uh eight point five non PPR <laughs> points.
2: In full decimal, yes.
0: Um all right, let's go to our next game. Carolina twenty one, Tampa Bay three. You heard that right.
1: Carolina twenty one Tampa Bay three. And we already did both DJ Moore and the Panthers running backs. Um believe it well, we did Tom Brady already. Um believe it or not, Chris Godwin's still not right.
0: I have no idea. I don't know what's going on over there.
2: Something. I mean, how right. many weeks in a row has it been where he's averaged below 11 yards per? I can look that up if you don't have it. Godwin? Yeah. Maybe all of them? Yeah. So I think it
1: goes without But saying. is that him or is that Brady? Or is that the fact that they can't give Brady Well, look, move? against
2: Tampa, I take it back, Is against Tampa, he had like 16 yards per catch. But before then,
1: really did.
0: Against the Chiefs? I mean, I'm it sorry, against it? the Steelers. Steelers? Okay. Yes, I'm tired. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, long day. Well, let's. How about believe it or not, Chris Godwin is no longer a must-start wide receiver. I do not believe
2: that. I don't believe that either. He's at worst a high-end flex.
1: But I would put it in the same as I did with the Aaron Jones conversation last week. Um, I said Aaron Jones was still must-start this week, but if he was bad against Washington, then I might have to reconsider. If Chris Godwin's bad against the Ravens, then. I might not think he's a must start wide receiver anymore. Okay. Giants 23, Jacksonville 17. Believe it or not, Daniel Jones is a viable starting fantasy quarterback for each of his next
2: 3 games. Seattle, Play Seattle. That's a I think that's going to be a yes. That's Houston. a maiden. Houston. And Houston's a yes. I mean, I'm thinking about him. First I'm thinking about him through the lens of being a bye week quarterback replacement. Detroit Yeah, yeah, I think you're looking at
0: this the wrong way because he never, ever does this. When he's good, it's never his passing. If
1: he's good, it's his rushing, and that's really hard to predict. But he's running almost every week. Is the objective
2: to get 17 fantasy points out of him? I
1: want to clarify. I did not say he's a must-start quarterback. I did not even say he's a top-12 quarterback. I said he is a viable starting quarterback. I just don't know that the
0: matchups matter unless it's really brutal or something, but he throws for 200-ish yards... It's just a matter, and he's got six touchdown right. passes in seven games, so it's really just a matter of how much rushing he's going he's gonna to score, a rushing touchdown. He's pretty hard to predict in that regard.
2: Sure. Would love to have him as a bye week quarterback.
0: Well, you can have him. Seattle, then a bye, then Houston, then Detroit. It's not too, not too shabby. Nope. 100 and how much
2: rushing? I wish I had him today. as my bye week quarterback yards. this week in one of my leagues. I started golf.
0: Uh, Wandale's 39% rostered. He'll be a popular waiver wire pickup. He had eight targets, uh, six catches, 50 yards. Slayton was actually better, 58 yards and a touchdown. Ellinger got hurt. Uh, I, you know, the Jaguars are really hard to figure out, man. I, they move the ball. Lawrence looks good. Something's missing, though. I, it's, something's missing with them. But. Hey, I don't them. think hey,
2: Lawrence you, looks good. I, I think he, yeah, he, he times, but he's consistent. Not, he's not consistent enough.
0: And they turn the ball over too much. Well, he's 85% rostered. I'm not sure in a 1QB league that needs to be the case, especially with Denver coming up, guys.
2: I agree. You'll see him start to get dropped a little.
0: Going to drop James Robinson?
2: Yeah, I think he yeah. is.
0: Yeah. All right. I right, we pretty much covered that game. Vegas
1: and Houston, 38-20 uh, Las Vegas. So we covered Josh Jacobs. And the Yankees must have done something good <laughs> Yes, His hands went in the air. I thought you'd given up hope. That's Never. Cute. I mean, hope, yes. I'm not going to give up, but I've given up uh, hope. Yes. Believe it or not, Brandon Cooks is droppable.
2: Oh. You uh, think We're there in 10-team leagues. I don't think I can feel comfortable starting him in 12-team leagues anymore. So, yeah, I think he's droppable.
1: We do have a lot of wide receivers either hurt or on a bye next week. I don't know who Houston plays next week. Next but week, Tennessee. Well, we got yeah, the they Chiefs play the Titans Chargers. next week, Tennessee. so maybe there's a
2: chance. But yeah. then after that, he's got Philly. Is the Giants that tough. Look, part of no. the problem, I think, is that every matchup's tough for the Houston passing game because the Houston passing game just isn't that well, right. Davis Mills threw touchdowns
1: to Philip Dorsett and Chris Moore today. I know. Thank you very little.
0: Okay, his touchdown pass to Philip Dorsett was freaking spectacular. They should frame it. It was amazing.
2: Um, His best ever? Would you say it's his best touchdown pass Without
0: knowing, yes, I would have to say it was definitely his best ever. Uh, One thing to keep in mind with Brandon Cooks is that Nico Collins did leave with an injury, so that would probably make him more appealing. So they might let Brandon Cooks run more than 10 yards now? (laughs) Uh, What are we thinking about Derek Carr? This was one of those, you know, didn't throw a lot. 21 of 27 for 241 yards and a touchdown. That's a good game, but it doesn't work for fantasy. Uh, What are we thinking about Derek Carr at New Orleans next week? And they've been
1: awful defensively. I have not changed my opinion on Derek Carr, I don't believe, in the last five years. But he is a high-end number two quarterback who's nothing special, but he's not going to hurt you. Okay. I hope you can do better. Geno over Carr, rest of season? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Hunter Renfro, drop or hold? Uh, you can drop. Okay. Three more games. Jets, Broncos, Jets 16, Denver 9.
1: Um, Believe it or not, Greg Dulcich is a starting tight end next week. Against New England.
0: Nope. Sorry, that's the Jets. No, matchup. He's-
1: Against...
0: All he's against the Jaguars, Jaguars in
2: England, in London, <laughs> <Right>. old England. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> My yeah, I, I think I, I think he qualifies. <laughs> he's in the streaming conversation. <laughs> All right, listen. Let,
0: let's treat this game as if Russell Wilson's coming back next week. Because well, but
2: why should we? Because there was a report that he could be out multiple. Because weeks.
0: his coach said that he's trending in the right direction.
2: Yeah, his coach doesn't know anything about directions. <laughs> the only thing that Russell Wilson
1: would change for me is whether I prefer Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton next week. Right, right. Um, if if Rip and I definitely prefer Judy, but sure. I I think both of them are going. Like this offense has thrown the ball to their tight ends pretty regularly. It's just that early in the season it was a three way tie between Alberto and Andrew Beck and Eric Tomlinson. I didn't make that name up. It's real. <laughs> um, and now it seems to be that when You're they gonna throw the ball at their tight end, it's 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 Greg. Right. It's the one that this coaching staff drafted. He's got a beautiful head of hair as well.
0: Yeah. And I really think Dulcich de Leche was a funny team name, and Jamie didn't like it. Chris Towers also came up with Dulcich de Leche separately. So I think it's good. What do you think that about it? Makes you feel better or worse about it? Better. Chris is good at team names. Uh, he's actually quite good at team names. He should make I'm a newsletter worst. all about you're the all oh, you're terrible because you yeah. think they're good, they're just not. Uh, Latavius Murray is forty nine percent rostered. He had eight carries, twenty four yards, and a touchdown. Melvin Gordon had eleven carries. Mike Boone had four carries. It was pretty even in the first half. Boone didn't play in the second half. He um, got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Uh, so, uh, you're gonna. What do you think about Latavius's roster percentage? Forty nine percent. How is that porridge?
2: Just right. It should be uh, higher. He should be on benches, but he's, he's someone you can't be excited about. Yeah. If you had dropped him for Gus before this week's action, you'd feel like a genius.
0: Yeah. All right. Kansas City, 44. San Francisco, 23. Uh, Chiefs only if had If you had benched 25. him for Pacheco,
1: right. you would not feel like a genius. Uh, believe it or not, Juju Smith-Schuster
2: is a top 20 wide receiver rest of season. Can I name 19 other receivers I'd rather have? This dude is trending
1: in the right direction. In the first half, he made multiple plays against man coverage, tight man coverage. Patrick Mahomes threw it to him when he was in tight man coverage, which Mahomes has not done. And he made plays on both of them. Then he made another 40-yard play.
2: I believe he has four plays of 40 or more yards already this season. He seems to be getting into a better groove. you got to love the passing offense. You said he had multiple plays in the first half? Yes, Against down Matt the left,
1: deft, lo, left sideline. Okay, and a slant on third and short.
2: That was just a really good play. Was it now, a good route? Because I mean, that's something he's been able to do. What I would be more encouraged by is what he did in the second half, because he only had three catches for thirty well,
0: yards. What down. do we think is Juju a top twenty wide receiver? I, I think
2: he. Shot? I think he could be close to it not trying to overreact to one game, but the last two weeks, he's been really great. He's in the absolute right offense. How about this? This is a team that's struggling to find its rushing identity. And as long as that's going to be in the case, they've done what the Bengals are now just starting to do. They've been leaning on Mahomes for years. So having a guy who's going to be a good short area target who can break those plays in the long plays, yeah, I think Juju's got a shot. Very reliable. I wish he he had Mm -hmm. eight targets every week. There's going to be some weeks where he doesn't, but uh, he's going to be close to a top 20 running back. I don't know if he actually makes it, but he's close.
0: Yeah, he's actually had exactly eight targets in five of seven games, and the other two he had a combined eight, so sometimes he falls short. This is Juju Smith-Schuster we're talking about here. Um, Rest of season, Juju or Terry McLaurin? I think I'd rather have Juju. Wow. Uh, How about uh, Juju or... Michael Pittman.
2: Ooh, I think Pittman. I, I'm I not think, sure. I think Juju. Hmm.
0: Any thoughts on Christian McCaffrey? Ten touches in this game for 62 yards. He's awesome.
2: He's yeah, really I mean, he's, he's never going to play. I mean, I can look up how many snaps he plays. It's a it was thing.
1: while Dave does that, just a funny story. My wife watches football with me quite a bit, obviously. She's a Chiefs fan, but she doesn't really pay attention to a lot of the names of players. She doesn't play fantasy football. And she was watching the 49ers offense, and Christian McCaffrey made one of his plays, and she goes, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. he,
2: he, is, uh, he is such a different animal yeah.
1: when he touches the football. It's just amazing.
2: Yeah, he's That's never going to play 29% of the snaps again. That's what <laughs> he had today.
1: Yeah, he looked absolutely terrific.
2: Right. Jeff Wilson didn't look bad either, but yeah. it'll be Wilson who's playing 29% of the snaps. Jeff's going to look real good standing on the sideline. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um, are we back to trusting George Kittle fully? I think you can.
2: What 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 decision do you have to make? Well, is he the We're, number
0: three tight end in fantasy rest of season?
2: Goddard. He's ahead of. Njoku. He's got to be ahead of Ertz. Oh, it's him for sure. I think it is. He's yeah, ahead of Goddard. Is. Yeah, he he was third on the trade chart coming into the week, so of course right. he is.
0: Seattle thirty seven, Chargers twenty three. I think this is our last game. Hmm.
1: Believe it or not, Ken Walker is a top ten running back rest of season. I believe it. It's um, quick. Walker over G- over Taylor. No.
2: Yes. No fuck. Which is just yet, yet another yet another no reason chance. why Taylor is in the first <laughs> round.
0: Uh, Dave, I'll bet anything on this.
1: We're going okay, full full PPR here. Sure. Um, I would like to st- name the stakes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I, I, I mean, like I, I don't know, man. I, I just I just don't know how how involved he's going to be in the passing game. He had no catches today. Um, obviously he's that's terrific. okay.
2: He had two touchdowns and 168 rushing. Yeah, look, he's he's great. I this is nothing. And a, it's a it was a super favorable matchup. But this right. is what Seattle wants to do. They want to run the football. He's young. He's a perfect fit for their offense. He's gonna get 20 touches a week. Yes, Jonathan Taylor will get more catches than Ken Walker. And yes, there will be some weeks where it will look silly that I said that I like Ken Walker better than Jonathan Taylor. But I bet Walker has more weeks better than Taylor.
1: Wrestling. What I really enjoy and we're at the end of the podcast. Um, I know Adam <laughs> wants to go watch baseball. No, that's all, I'm watching football. What I really enjoy is the, how we progressed throughout the show. The Beginning of the show... You really did not want to take a side, and then we get to Ken Walker versus Jonathan Taylor, and it was. I amazing. like what
2: I see from yes. Walker. Yes. I love He's what
0: awesome. I see from Walker. Hey, I'm, I, we this all has like nothing we to see. do with Ken Walker or Jonathan yeah, Taylor.
1: Just your decisiveness. Yeah, that's
0: good. I, that's cool. I like the conviction. Um, all cool. right, are we done? We're done. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Beyond the Box Score on Fantasy Football
2: Today.